Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com. A very serious question that people might ask is, what does a Christian do when they sin? People who are truly striving to follow God the Father and Jesus Christ are still not perfect in this life. Now, we cannot take sin casually, but the reality is that only Jesus Christ lived a perfect life humanly. Lesson 12 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course, which is a free course you can take, sign up for it at thetrumpet.com. It notes this. It says, although the true Christian strives to keep all the laws of God, he still sins occasionally. He does not want to sin, but sometimes does when caught off guard, overwhelmed by habit, temptation, or circumstances. And anyone who is striving to obey God knows that that can happen. What do we do when that happens? Well, first, let's notice something about the life of a true Christian. We find this over in Matthew 5. If you have a Bible handy, you could get it out, and we could look at these passages together. Matthew 5 and verse 48, we see something important that Jesus Christ said. He said, Be you therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. We have to be becoming perfect. God's goal is that we become perfect. It's a process. It's a process of overcoming and growing, but that's the goal. Correspondence Course Lesson 12 again says, The Christian life, as revealed in the Bible, is one of overcoming and growing spiritually toward spiritual maturity and the perfection of God. It's one of overcoming and growing. That's what a Christian life is. So we won't be fully perfect until we're born again into the family of God, actually spirit beings. But in this life, as humans, we have to be growing towards godly perfection. And again, that's not something that we can do of ourselves. Again, Lesson 12 says this, but overcoming and conquering sin is impossible by human strength. It must be accomplished in partnership with God through the faith of Christ, which is a gift from God through his Holy Spirit. And God promises to give us his spirit and this faith upon repentance and baptism. So for those that have truly repented and have been baptized by one of God's ministers, this process is underway, this growth process. And as we grow in godly character, we do have moments of stumbling. What are we to do when we sin? Well, Mr. Armstrong, Herbert W. Armstrong, he wrote a lot about this in his book, The Incredible Human Potential. And thankfully, you can get that book. It's free. It's at thetrumpet.com as well. And that is something that uh, is great to study and even if you've looked at it before, it's a great book to go through from time to time because there's so much valuable information in there. And he deals very much with this topic. What do you do 
if on this journey you do sin, you do stumble. Notice this quote. This is from Mr. Herbert Armstrong, and it's from The Incredible Human Potential. He writes, So a Christian convert, then, is one who has received God's Spirit, which is dwelling in him, leading him, and he is following God's way of life. A converted Christian has forsaken his former habitual way of life, his selfish way, unconcerned with God, and now he lives in the habitual way of God's Word, in the light of the Word of God. So that's a real difference from the way people live in the world that are not called and their minds aren't open. They're just going after their their selfish way, and you know they may not think it's selfish, but it's concerned with self, things of the self. And that could be the empirical self as well, which would be family and things like that. But it's selfish. It's concerned with that. It's not concerned with God and the things of God. It's not putting that first. But a true Christian is striving to put God in his way first and walk in the light of the word of God. Mr. Armstrong continues, he says, but suppose like an eight or 10 month old baby trying to learn to walk as he walks this new way, he stumbles, falls down as it were, and sins. He says, is he then condemned, lost, no longer a Christian? And that's a great analogy to think about. You know, we, we've all seen little children trying to walk. We've all been little children trying to walk. We may not remember it, but, but we certainly have seen others trying to do that. And, and they, you know, get up and they take a step and then another step and usually fall down and try to, you know, figure it out. And it takes some time. And that's what the Christian walk is like. That's what the Christian life is like. We're learning to walk in the light of God's word. It's different than the way we've walked before. And so it takes time and it takes diligent effort and relying on God and going to him and getting that help to walk further and to do better and to fall down less. But there's a real difference in attitude between a child that's really wanting to walk, is striving to walk, and one that sits there in rebellion and doesn't want to. That would be a pretty rare thing. Most little children do want to walk. But, you know, if one just was rebellious and refused to and didn't want to, well, that would be a different matter altogether. But that's not the way that it is with little children typically. They, they want to walk. They're really wanting to do it. They're just having to learn how. And that's the same with us as Christians. We're trying to walk in the light of God's word. We should be improving in it, doing better with it. But from time to time, we still do stumble. And then we have to make sure that we move forward in a proper way. And we see how to do that here in uh, 1 John 1. Let's take a look at this. 1 John 1, very important passage here for all of us, very encouraging, very instructional. And we all have some of those, I suppose, down moments where we, we can get a little discouraged, but we have to keep moving in a positive direction. And we learn about how to do that here in First John 1, and we'll read verses 5 through 10. It says, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God's way is a way of light. There's no darkness there. Verse 6, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. 
So if we're claiming that we're Christian, but we're just living a way of darkness, well, there's a lie there for sure. But notice verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, God's people, and the blood of Jesus Christ and his son cleanses us from all sin. And we have fellowship also with, of course, God the Father and Jesus Christ. It talks about that earlier in the chapter. Verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And nobody can say that, no human being, except for Jesus Christ when he was alive as a human, could say that. But, but everyone else has sinned. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But here's some instruction and direction here. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So, of course, we have sin. We do stumble occasionally. It should be less and less as we grow. But we're still having to battle against Satan the society around us, which Satan is the God of. You can see that in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. And also um, ourselves. We're battling against habits and selfishness and things that have to be overcome. And so looking at this passage in 1 John 1 verses 5 through 10, Mr. Armstrong makes some of these points. And this, again, is in The Incredible Human Potential. He writes, but suppose while walking with him in the light, one of us stumbles and falls down. This is not a case of having turned away from him and the path he is treading to a different and darkened path. If we say, oh, I'm sorry, would he not give us a hand and help us get up and continue on the lighted path with him? Would he become angry and say, get off my path, go walk down a darkened path? See, again, that's just a great analogy. No, he, he wouldn't do that. If somebody's really trying to walk the right way, but they stumble, and they, they're trying, and they say, well, I made a mistake. He's there to help them continue walking on that lighted path. What would you do as an adult, as a parent or a grandparent, if you saw you know, your child or your grandchild trying to walk and fall down? Would you say, well, just why even bother? <laughs> you know, just stay down there. Of course not. Try to help them, try to encourage them, give them some instruction. Maybe they'd need a little correction on some of it, depending on what was going on. But, but you would definitely be trying to help them to walk. And God is the same with us. Mr. Armstrong says, in still other words, the true Christian has turned from his former life of habitual sin. See, there's repentance there. There's been a change. And from his former attitude of selfishness and self-seeking, when he had no serious intention of living God's way. See, somebody that's just continually walking in that way, and, and then they keep saying, oh, sorry, 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 and all of that. Well, that, that that's not a right attitude. We don't want to turn uh, God's grace into lasciviousness or you know a license to sin. We're trying to conquer sin. But as we're trying to conquer sin, if there's a, a stumble, well, God is there to help us as long as our attitude is right. He says, a Christian now has turned from his former way, turned away from that that selfish way. His life in general now is the habitual way of the Christian life. See, there is a definite change. There's a turning from past behavior. He says, but he is not perfect the minute he is converted and receives God's spirit. 
not perfect at once. He says he must grow spiritually. He must grow spiritually. See, it's not enough just to accept Jesus Christ or, you know, say, yes, he's my savior. There has to be growth and change. He says he must grow spiritually in grace and knowledge of Christ. And that is in Second Peter 3 and verse 18. You can look at that. So we have to be growing. He says he is the creature of habit. And all old former habits do not just automatically leave him without any effort on his part to overcome them. And we know how that is with anything in life we've tried to overcome. It takes effort. We've got to put forth effort into it, and it takes some time, especially if it's a deeply ingrained habit. He says he must learn to overcome sin. It is inevitable that he may be caught off guard and make a mistake. It can happen. But as we read there in 1 John 1, well, then we have to confess that to God. We have to repent and then get up and keep walking in the way of God's law. And Mr. Armstrong writes, he says, do you begin to understand the difference here? See, the difference, there's an attitude difference between somebody that's really trying to walk God's way and someone who isn't. He says the true Christian intends to live God's way. He wants to live God's way. See, just like that little child wants to walk. He says he tries to live God's way. And in general, it now actually is his habitual new way of life. See, there is change. There are fruits there, positive fruits. Mr. Armstrong writes the occasional slip or sin, and it's occasional, does not mean that in his mind and heart he has rejected God and God's way. You see, there's going to be sin. Again, we shouldn't be walking down that darkened path that so many walk down where it's just constant sinning, but, but there can be the occasional slip. But we're given instruction on how to handle that. Mr. Armstrong writes, and again, he's using First John 1 there. He says, when we stumble, when we stumble, we must admit it. We must repent of it. We must ask forgiveness. If we deny it, or blame it on somebody else, we shall not be forgiven. We must confess it to God. We have to ask forgiveness. If we sin, when we sin, and it should be less and less, but when we do, we have to admit it and ask God for forgiveness. We can't deny it. We can't blame it on somebody else. See, God won't forgive that, but we have to confess it to God. Mr. Armstrong writes, what is your attitude? When you have sinned, this is a great question. When you have sinned, have you been carelessly indifferent about it? Because it's easy enough to do that too, or a person will just kind of go on with sin for a while and say, well, what do you, what do you expect? I'm not perfect. Well, that's true. We're not perfect, but we should be growing. That's what we were told to do. That's what Christ said, become you perfect. He said, when you have sinned, have you been carelessly indifferent about it? If so, you are on dangerous ground. Do you justify it? Feel others are to blame? That will never justify your sins. Do you still desire to go God's way? Then it's not too late. Turn from sins, confess your sins to God, and repent. See, it's not just saying sorry. It's turning from them, going a different direction. He said, repent. That's what that is. Pick yourself up with Christ's helping hand 
and go on overcoming and growing spiritually. See, that's what we are to do when we sin. Turn from it, confess it to God and repent, and then get going. Get going and grow and move forward with Christ's help to grow and to overcome spiritually. Mr. Armstrong writes, but remember, once you know you have really repented and been forgiven, don't repeat the sins, but forget it. You know, don't keep going back and doing it again. Just just move forward and forget about it. Now, obviously, remember the lesson learned if, if uh, you know, there's something to draw from that. But, but forget about that past and move forward to walk in the light. And he quotes Philippians 3, verses 13 through 14. Philippians 3, verses 13 through 14, where Paul writes this, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. See, that's what we're to do when we have that occasional stumble, that occasional sin where we fall down when we're trying to walk in the light of God's word and his way. We have to turn from that mistake, admit it before God, repent, and then move forward with Christ's help to not commit that sin again and keep moving forward and keep growing. That's what we are to do when we sin. We shouldn't take it casually. We shouldn't be indifferent about it, but we should admit it, turn from it, and then move forward, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And ultimately, God wants us to be perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. We have more information on this topic. Obviously, The Incredible Human Potential is a great book to read and to study to understand this conversion process and the great potential that God has for mankind. And also, Lesson 12 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. All of that's free and it's at thetrumpet.com. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.